Uh, yeah, so, so today, because it's Wednesday, we are finishing the Masechta tomorrow, and the CM, the Kiddush this Shabbos, will be sponsored in honor of the CM. So if you want to sponsor it, I think we're trying for 180 a person. Let me know uh, today, and we'll put your name up. And if you send the money, we could add it to someone's page manually. <clears throat> Someone maybe very tall, if you're interested, but um, that's just up to him. That's that's like a personal preference. All right, let's let's start. Um, <laughs> actually, you know what? No, I'm uh, mixing it up. I'm putting. I'm making a page for Arla, and I'm putting it on. Um, okay, we're up to the Mishnah and Dafkuf Yitzchas. Huh? No, no, don't. No, 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 no. I, I'd rather manually add it, but then they don't. They don't get any of the percentages. Send it to me, and then I'll just manual it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Regular cell is fine. All right, Dafkuf Yitzchasim Ralef, we're up to the Mishnah. But send it to me, and then I will manually on the back end add it to Adam's page. Dafkuf Yitzchas, the Mishnah. The Mishnah says like this: Hagoyzlos. Although eventually it's going to happen. If you're listening to this, you can be completely lost. Eventually what's going to happen is people are just going to give money to Adam. <laughs> like, nothing to do with the page. Just give money to Adam. Uh, Misha says like this, If you steal from your friend, or you borrow from him, or or you have his pikodin. All of these cases, you've got to return something to him. So it could be you borrowed it, pikodon, you stole from him. The halacha is, if all of this happened in the city, you are not allowed to force him to receive it in the desert. Meaning, in other words, like this. If you stole from someone in the city, in New York, or if you borrowed from someone in New York, okay, so you got to return it. Now, you happen to be on vacation in Orlando for Pesach, and you see him, and you want to give it to him then, because you don't want to hold on to it in Orlando. You don't want to have to deal with the schlep back and forth. The halach is you are not allowed to force him to receive it there. Because he shouldn't have to worry about schlepping it or dealing with it outside of the city. Huh? No. I mean, I've been looking at this like for 24 hours. I've seen this before, but I, no, I don't think we've had this. The point is, there's a mitzvah of, of returning the lost object. You are not allowed to force him to receive it. You're not allowed to force him to take it in the, in the desert. The desert is anywhere away from his home because he shouldn't have to be achroi to take care of it outside of his home. Yeah, so it's a similar concept. And by the way, that would mean that if you do return it to him outside of his home in Orlando, and then something were to happen to it, you have to replace it, because it's not considered a hashava. Okay, says the Mishnah Vaiter. But almanas lotzis midbar. But if when you borrowed it from him, obviously the stealing is not possible, but if when you borrowed it from him, you said, on condition I return it to you in Orlando, okay, then fine. Now the Gemara is going to ask, that's incredibly obvious. If you stipulated that you're going to return it to him, even in the desert, of course you could do it. The Gemara is going to ask that kasha. Fine. Let's go back to the Gemara. The Gemara starts the kasha. Remin, who have a contradiction, you said that you're not allowed to return it in the desert. You have to return it to his home. But doesn't the prices say, A loan could be paid anywhere. But a lost object and a pikadon can only be returned in their home. Meaning, a malva alone could be returned anywhere. So how could you say that it has to be, everything must be returned to his home? It said alone could be returned anywhere, even in Orlando, even in the desert. So what's the halacha? So it says the Gemara, Milve nitna litava 
when it says alone mishtalemes bechal makam, it doesn't mean alone can be repaid anywhere. That's not fair. If you see someone walking in the city, taking a jog in the city, and he doesn't have his wallet with him, and you have the money handed to him, you say, oh, this is mishtalemes bechal makam. No, of course not. You can't give it to him when he doesn't want to take it back. So what does that mean, mishtalemes bechal makam? It means milvenitnelitave bechal makam. The borrower can, the, the lender can go to the borrower and say, pay me. He doesn't have to go to the, the borrower's house. He could, he could, if he runs in, let's say they're jogging. I lent you $1,000 and, we're, and I'm, I'm, I'm in the city. <laughs> Both these things are never going to happen. So the point is, I, I, I give you $1,000 and I run into you in the city. I'm allowed to be Teveya you on the spot. And you can't say, come to my office. You, have to, you can't ask me for money here. You have to ask me. No, no. A milva, I lent you money, I did you a chesed, I could ask for the money no matter where it is. But, but a lost object or a pikadin, I could only ask in your, in your home. Why? It makes sense. When I lent you money, I did you a chesed. Therefore, I have the upper hand. I could ask you for wherever it is. If I ask you to watch something, you're doing me a chesed. So if I see you in the city, I can't say, I want my pikadin back. You can say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not giving it to you back right now. I did you a chesed on my terms. You want it back? Come to my house. That, that, that's the halacha. But the point is, but when it comes to me returning, the borrower returning the lender, that can only be done in the, in the lender's home. The Mishnah then said, but if, so, okay, so let's say I, I borrowed money from you. I can't pay you back in the middle of the desert. That's not fair to you. But, says the Mishnah, if we explicitly, if I explicitly stated when I borrow the money, I'm doing so on condition, I'm going to return the money in the desert, so then uh, of course... It's a tonight, whatever. So Gemara says, Pshita, it's Pasha. Any, anytime you make a deal, you make a deal. So what's the Chiddush? That I told you I'm going to return to the desert? Okay, so of course if I told you I'm returning to the desert, it's Pasha. What's the Chiddush? So Gemara says, the case is not exactly what you thought. The case is like this. I tell you, hey, do me a favor, what? hold on to my laptop, I'm going to the desert. Hold on to my laptop, I'm going to the desert. You say, You respond, oh, what a coincidence. I'm also going to the desert. Tomorrow, if I want to return it to you, maybe I will. So it's not where you said, I am borrowing it on condition, I return it. It's not the case. If you borrow the money and I say, hey, I'm going to the desert for a couple of days, you're like, oh, I'm also going to the desert. If I want to return it there, maybe I will. So you said maybe. Maybe yes, maybe no. The point is, because I know going in that there's a possibility, that's okay. It's not a case where you mamish explicitly stated. If you explicitly said it's not it's posture that the case is where... I, you made it clear that it's a possibility, and I didn't object. So that's fine. That, that's a, that, that, that's okay. And if, if you don't in these cases, then you can't return in the desert. You say you lend someone money, or you find them in the and they say, "I, I can ask for it," but you don't have to force me to take it. Meaning, if you have the money and I'm in the desert, and you say, "I want to pay back my debt," I could say, "No, not on my. That's not my turn." In the street, where you borrow, you lend the money, and they owe you the money. Correct. They say, Come to my house. Then, what's the ramification? Who's the borrower, the lender in this case? He's he's supposed to pay him. I don't I don't have the money on me. Okay, fine. That's a different story. If you can't pay it off, you can't pay it off. Our mission is dealing with: Can the borrower force the lender to take back the money? Here's the money. I'm I'm I'm, I want out, and I can say I don't want the money. I'm I'm jogging now. I don't want the money. If you try to force me to take it and then it gets stolen, you got to replace it. You did not return the money. It's not a hashava if you don't give it back to me on my terms. That, that's the point. Okay, Mishnah, one more Mishnah, and then the third Mishnah is a uh, game. So the second Mishnah is like this. Oh, I have no idea. 
Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, a person says to his friend like this. Okay, so let's read the Mishnah the way it is, and we'll I'll, I'll sort of say there's two possibilities. Okay, I say to you, Gizalticha, you know I stole money from you. I stole $100 from you. Or, Hilvisina, I lent you, or, or, or I borrowed money from you. In the, both these cases, I'm admitting, out of the blue, I'm admitting that I owe you $100, if the So I say to Adam, listen, I either stole $100 for you, I borrowed $100 for you, I don't know if I paid it back. So what's the halacha? I have to pay. Okay. But if I say, because I admitted that there was a financial responsibility. But let's say instead of saying, I borrowed money from you, I don't remember, I paid it back. I say, I say to Adam, did I borrow $100 from you? I don't remember. So the halacha is potter. Potter. Because I never admitted to a vadai financial claim. Now there's two ways to read this Mishnah. Okay? Let me just explain how I just spoil the Gemara. There's two ways to read this Mishnah. Mishnah, option number one, which I think is the more obvious case. So I said to Adam, hey, I, I think I, I borrowed money from you. I don't know if I paid you back. Or I'm not sure if and then I'm chayiv. And then the second case is where I said, I don't know if I borrowed money from you. I'm potter. Option number one is, I, I'm not coming out of the blue. You said to me, you owe me $100, meaning first you initiated, you said, hey, you owe me $100, and then I have two responses. One is, I definitely owe you $100. I took $100. I don't remember if I paid you back. So then I'm chayiv, because bari, v'shema, you're confident. I'm not confident, so I got to pay. But if you say, you borrowed $100 from me, and I'm like, I, I, don't even remember, I, I don't remember borrowing money at all, so then the halacha will be potter, which we'll have to figure out why. That's one option of understanding the Gemara. Is where he is teveya me, and then so so then I'm responding. So in the first case he's teveya with a vadai. The second case he's like I'm not sure whether I paid you uh, whether you borrowed money, and I'm like I'm not sure either. So then I'm potter. The second case is sort of like a kofar Well, it's a little bit, but it's a, he's also not confident. It's not like he's confident. He's like, did you uh, did you borrow from me? I'm like I don't remember if I borrowed from you. So in such a case you're potter. But again, the case is where he's teveya me. The second option, the second option, by the way, if that's the case, then the first case is he's Bari, I'm Shema, and the halacha is I'm Chayef Tepeh because Bari Veshema, Bari Adif. That's one option. The other option is has nothing to do with him. There is no him. I'm the only one coming in. No one's Tevei me. I'm showing up on your door, knocking on your door, you're like, hey, I want to be a good guy. I think I, bar- I borrowed money from you. I don't know if I paid you back. So then the halacha is... To, if you want to be if you want to be a good guy, pay him. But in the second case, where I knock on your door, and I'm like, listen, I don't even know if I borrowed. Then I'm not even to give you the money. So the second case, the second way of understanding the Mishnah, the first one is where he's being me. And now I'm, I'm, not, I'm knocking on the door out of nowhere and just saying, hey, I, you don't even know me. I think I borrowed. I, I borrowed money from you years ago. I don't remember if I paid you back. And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Then, in such a case, I'm mechuyev to give lots of sidei shemaim. I'm mechuyev to give if I want to avoid, uh, you know, in shemaim. I want to be perfect. Then the second case would be I knock on your door and I say I don't even remember if I borrowed money from you. To that, I'm not even mechuyev lots of sidei shemaim. So, the first, there's two ways to understand the Mishnah. The Gemara understands at first, like the first way, which is that you're teveya me. And then I'm responding. All these cases in the Mishnahis are responses. Says the Gemara, Itmar, general halacha. Manali I say, Adam, you owe me $100. And he says, I don't know what you're talking about. 
I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. Bari, Veshema, what's the halacha? It's a machloikas. Rav Huna, Rav Yehuda, Amri Chayiv. Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda say Chayiv because Bari, Veshema, Bari, Adiv. Rav Nachman, Rav Yehuda, Amri Potter. Why? Because they say Bari, Veshema, Bari, Adiv does not apply to money. They hold that when it comes to money, Cheska, Uki, Mamani, Becheskas, Mari, which is Hamoitzi, Mechavero, Olivaraya. Bari, Veshema is not going to be enough. I'm saying I'm not sure. I'm holding on to the money. The money's in my pocket. You got to produce Adis. You got to testify, whatever. Correct. So says the Gemara. So there's a machloikas in a case where I say you owe me money and you say I'm not sure. So according to Rav Nachman, you're chayiv. Here's the kasha. If you understand our Mishnah as being this type of scenario where I'm teveo you and then you respond, what does the Mishnah say? You're chayiv. So that Gemara says, right, what's the first case of the Mishnah? If you go with the assumption that there's two people, it's I go to you and I knock, I knock the door. I say, hey, you owe me $100. And you're like, I don't know if I owe $100. What's the halacha chayiv? Bari v'shema, bari adif. So this is a raya like Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda, not like Rav Nachman. So Rav Nachman is going to be forced to say, our Mishnah is not talking at all. There's no teveya. It's a guy just knocking on a rando's door saying, hey, I, I, I borrowed money from you. You don't even remember. I borrowed money from you. I'm not sure if I paid you back. And the Chiyiv is not because of Bari Shem. There's no Bari B'Shemah. There's one guy. And the Chiyiv is, Lotzi Sidei Shemayim. So that's the way to get out of the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, Bari B'Shem Bari Adir, Fenachmer V'yechanon Potter, Oki Mani B'Cheskas Mares. It says the Gemara Tanan, I have a Mishnah that sounds not like Rabbi Nachman, because what does the Mishnah say? Avalam Amar Le'en Yedeim Havisinu Potter. How, what is the case of our Mishnah? Is our Mishnah where there is no other guy? Right? The case of the Mishnah is. The Gemara assumes the case of the Mishnah is where you say, hey, you owe me $100, and I say, I'm not sure. Or if then the second case is, you're like, I think you owe me $100, not sure, and I'm like, I'm not sure either. Why does the Gemara assume that that's the case? Because if there is no other guy, then, like, what does it mean, chayv? <laughs> the Mishnah says, if I say to you, I owe you $100, but I'm not sure if I paid you back, the Gemara says, chayv. Chayv implies there's two people here. That you're saying I owe you, I'm saying I'm not sure. So Chayiv, I have to pay you. If there's just one guy, like who, Chayiv to who? Like Chayiv implies that there is like a tviya. So says the Gemara, am I Chayiv? Why are you Chayiv? If he's not asking for the money, what are you Chayiv for? So Ella de it must be that the case is where the guy is asking for money. So the first case of the Mishnah is, I say you owe me $100. You say I'm not sure. What's the halacha Chayiv? Why? Because Bari Vishem and Bari Adiv. So you see, Bari Vishem and Bari Adiv applies to money as well. I'm sorry, the, the Chayiv. And then the second case of the Mishnah is where I, sorry, the first case is, I messed up. The first case is, I say to you, you owe me $100. And you say, I agree I owe you $100, but I think I paid it back. So in that case, you're going to be Chayiv because you acknowledge that there's a Chayiv. But in the second case where I say, you owe me $100, and you say, I'm not sure I owe you $100. Allah is Potter, why? Why don't you say Bari Vishama Bari Adif? You see from here, I'm sorry, it's a Raya to Rabbi Nachman. No, it's a Raya to Rabbi Nachman that over here we don't say Bari Bisham Bari Adif. Meaning in the second case, I say you owe me a hundred dollars. And you're like, I don't know if I owe a hundred dollars. What's the Alakha Potter? Why don't you say Bari Vishama Bari Adif? The answer is Hamotzi Mechaver, Lavaraya when it comes to moment. It's a Raya to Rabbi Nachman. In the first case, where you acknowledge that you owe me money that's not even a Shema. You acknowledge you owe me money. You just I guess they don't even look at it as a Shema. You acknowledge. Shema is where you're not sure whether you owe money. Over here, you acknowledge you borrow the money. In the second case, where you're not sure you borrow the money, what's the halacha potter? 
So why, why? Why don't you say Bari B'Shem Bari Adif? It must be you don't say that. It's a raya to Rabbi Nachman. So the Gemara responds, no. The Gemara says, The case is where there is no other guy. It's a random knocking on the door. And what does he say? He says, hey, I owe you money. So what does it mean, chayiv, chayiv too? Lotsi si shemayim. Chayiv, meaning that if you want to, to make yourself innocent in shemayim, you got to pay. So the Gemara says, lotsi shemayim. It's Manami, we have a Bryce that actually speaks this out, that the Mishnah is not talking about Tviya, the Mishnah is just talking about Lassi Zeshemaim. Because the Bryce is Amrav Chibarab, Amrav Yechanan, Armel Chavir, Mani Bidech of Lamer, Eniadeh, Chayiv, Bibal, Lassi Zeshemaim. Okay, pretty clear. Okay, the next Mishnah, there's two ways to read it, and there's going to be like six different opinions. Let's go through this slowly the best that we can. Hagoinif Tlemena Eder. I steal a sheep from the flock. Vehechziroi. And I return it without telling you. Without telling you. So I steal the sheep, and then I just, like, in the middle of the night, I put it back. I'm just like, I don't want to tell anybody. I put it back. Put it back. I put it back. What's the halacha? If anything happens to that sheep, I'm chayef. Meaning, it is not considered returned without telling you. Okay. That's halacha number one. Then halacha number two. Very similar case. The Bailim don't know about it. I stole something without telling them. Loy big So the first case could be where they know about it. It's a little unclear. The first case is they know about it. I steal from them. They know about it. I return it without their knowledge. The halach is no good. But then it says, Loy yodu Bailim. The owners don't know about it. I stole Loy big Loy I steal it with them without them knowing it. I put it back without them knowing it. What's the halacha? Monu I don't tell them about it, but they count the sheep in the morning. Let's say they had 10 sheep in their flock. Middle of the night, I steal it, and then I bring it back, because I feel bad. I never told them anything. The next morning, I never told them, but they count the sheep. They said, what's the difference between number 9 and 10? Well, all, all here, potter. I'm good. So now... In the middle of the night, he goes, and he, he stole some sheep, takes the sheep, and he puts it back. Nobody knows that. Correct. No, he no, stole the sheep. The it's not borrowing. It's borrowing without permission to steal it. In the second case, they would, no one knew anything. No one knew anything. The first case, they knew about it, and it says that you return it without knowledge, no good. The second case, you, you stole it without them knowing, and it says that as long as they count it in the morning, yaitza. counting is enough. Counting is like they know about it. In the, in the ratio, oh. we, we oh, I don't understand. Where, where he steals it, but, but he returns it, then no one knows about it. It could be even if it's a regular shomer, no? If a regular shomer returns some... Shomer the Gemara is going to deal with shomer later on. I'd rather just, let's think of it being a ganav. It's okay. a lot easier. Because the Gemara deals with shomer like a little bit later. So it's just okay. straight up ganav. Yeah? What do you say? You good? Okay, so now here's the question. The end of the Mishnah is that if you steal it without their knowledge and you return it and they count it, that's enough. The question is, does counting work if they know about it? You see, the first case of the mission is I steal it with their knowledge, I return it without their knowledge, it says no good. What if they count it? Meaning, when it says counting is enough, is that enough in all the scenarios? Is counting only enough where they don't know about it? Okay, so now we're going to have, I want to say, four or five shitas. And we're going to go through each one, just go through slowly, how to read the mission. Let's go through each one. Amarav, Lodas, if you steal an animal with the owner's knowledge... Tzarech das, you have to tell them about it. Counting no good. Das, you steal it with their knowledge, you say, here it is back. 
Them counting in the morning and seeing that the flock is whole, no good. Das, das. Shaloyla das. If you steal it without their knowledge, then minion potter. Then if they counted, that's enough. Rav is going with the more simple reading of the Mishnah. So when the Mishnah says counting is enough, that's talking about the second case where it was without their knowledge. So if you steal it with their knowledge, you've got to tell them about it. Without their knowledge, let them count, and that's enough. Let's keep going. Shmuel Amar. So far, so good. Second opinion. Shmuel's a different shita. He says, honestly, if they count it, it's enough either way. I don't care. Whether they know about it or not, counting is enough. So when it says counting, that means on everything, on all cases. Whether they know about it or not, as long as they count it in the morning and it's whole, I'm good. The Gemara says, That's the second opinion. Let's go to a third opinion. Rav Yechon also makes sense. And that is, I mean, they all make sense, but Rav Yechon is very easy to understand. If you steal it even with their knowledge and they count it, that's enough. Shaloy Ladas. If you steal it without their knowledge, they don't even have to count it. Meaning, according to Rabbi Yechanan, if you steal it with their knowledge, you don't have to tell them about it. Let them count it in the morning, it's enough. So when the Mishnah says counting, that's, that's talking about the first case, where you stole it with their knowledge. Without their knowledge, they don't even have to count it. If you steal it from the middle of the night and then put it back without them knowing anything, they don't even have to count it in the morning. We're good. As long as, as, long as you put it back, when you put it back, it was there, they don't even have to count it. The Gemara says, That's the third opinion. Again, I think so far each opinion makes sense. Now you have Avchizdah's, the first opinion that really is hard to understand. What does Avchizdah say? See, so far what we've seen consistently is stealing with their knowledge is worse. Like stealing with their knowledge either needs knowledge, needs counting. Without their knowledge is always lighter. Oh, you stole without their knowledge? Let them count. Do you know what I come in and I just take it away? Yeah. Yeah, 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 all they got to do is count it. You don't even have to tell them you put it back. Just put it back in the middle of the night. They'll count it in the morning. That's enough. But But if you steal without their knowledge, you got to tell them. So it's worse. If you steal it without their knowledge, you, you need more. So if you steal it with their knowledge and then you just put it back. So they, they see that on Thursday, they see that it's stolen. They know that it's stolen. They don't have to know that you did it, but they know that it's stolen. They know that Bessie is gone. Then Thursday night, you just sneak in, you put it back. They come in the morning like, oh, good. But if you steal it without their knowledge, in the middle of the night you break into their pen, take Bessie out, and then an hour later you're like, I feel bad, put it back. No good. you got to knock on the door and say, hey, I, I took it, but I brought it back. It's very interesting. It's like it requires more without their knowledge. So says the Gemara, The next page, What's your chizah svara? That you... If you steal it with their knowledge, you don't have to tell them you put it back, as long as they count it. But if you steal it without their knowledge, you've got to knock on the door and say, hey, I stole it. Well, what's the svara? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you why. When an animal that is stolen and it leaves the pen, it's more likely to leave again. So I, as the owner, want to know that it was stolen so that I can put a little bit better watching. So if you steal the animal at night and then put it back without my knowledge, no good, because i got to know that this animal has seen daylight. Like this animal seen the outside. 
It's like Chicken Run, Chicken Little, Chicken Run, one of those the, the cartoon movies. That, that they 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 seen they've seen the outside. They know what life is like outside of the pen, and therefore I, I have to know about it. Okay. Now a couple more ha'aris, and then we'll go back to Now, did Rav actually say that he follows Rav Chizda? That again, according to Rav Chizda, if you steal it with knowledge, all they got to do is count is enough. Counting is enough. You don't have to like knock on the door. Says the Gemara. Didn't Rav say? If a person sees his friend steal a sheep from his flock, picks it up with intent to steal it, and you yell at the thief. You say, "Hey, put it back." and then he just throws it. But you don't know if it went back into the pen. You just see him, like, he, he's grabbing a chicken, and you're like, hey, what are you doing? And he just throws the chicken. You're not sure if it went into your pen or your neighbor's pen. What's the halacha? He's, he's chayiv, meaning if something happens to the chicken, he's chayiv, because he did not return it. Says the Gemara, my love, the money, meaning you steal with knowledge. Seemingly over here I counted, and still is no good. So I thought Rava holds like Rav Chizda that if you steal with knowledge, counting is enough. So the says, loy, loy to my line, loy money. The case that is no good is where you didn't count. If you counted, it's enough. Okay. Now, one last problem, and we'll go through it. It's actually, it's moving, it's not as hard as I thought. Did Rav actually say, Rav Shita, what's Rav Shita? Rav Shita is that if you steal, um, yeah, according to Rav, if you steal with knowledge, you got to tell them about it. No knowledge, they got to count it. But you got to do something, right? You got to either they have to count it in the morning or you got to tell them about it. You got to do something. Here's the problem. Didn't Rav say, if a thief returned the stolen lamb, even in the desert, without the person knowing at all, Yotza. The owner didn't count. The owner, you never knocked on the door. Yotza. I thought Rav holds, you got to do something. You either got to knock on the door if he's aware of it, you got to let him count. Over here, Yotza without anything. Says the Gemara, Rav was talking about a case, a specifically spotted lamb. Meaning it was a lamb that was very unique in the, in, the, in, the, in the herd. So therefore, in that case, he's aware of it. Meaning you have to either knock on the door or let him count in the morning. That's for like a sheep that looks like every other sheep. But if there's one that like stands out, right? I'm getting in the zone. I like making references. I'm going to stop in my head. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Like his nose is like red or something. So like it, it's it stands out. Um, you, that 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 is fine because in such a situation, he knows about it. It's pasha. Okay. Let's just run through a couple things. We'll get to the mission. Once you get to the mission, it's very easy. Gemara says like this: I think it's a machlekes tanoim. Again, we've had all these shitas. I can't really review them properly, but you basically have all these shitas where if you steal with knowledge, according to one opinion, you got to tell them about it. According to another opinion, counting is enough. You steal without knowledge. One opinion feels that you have to count. Another opinion says you got to you got to knock on the door. Another opinion says you don't have to tell them anything. So you have all these shitas floating around. Says the Gemara: I think it's machlekes tanoim. Leimaketanoim. What does the Mishnah say? The Mishnah says like this. Hagoinev, it's a price, I'm sorry. Hagoinev telemina two cases. Case number one, I steal sheep from the flock. Viselem in a kiss, or I steal money from your wallet. So what's the halacha? Lemakom shegonav yachzer. I could return it to, your, to, to you without, without telling you. Okay? So you have a sheep, I'm returning to you without telling you, and money I'm putting back in your wallet. We'll analyze in a second. Div Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Kiva Oimer, Tzarech Das Bailem. Rabbi Kiva says you got to tell them. You need us. Okay. So now let's go through each one. Let's go through money first, and then let's go through the sheep. What is the machlaikis by money? There's machlaikis. One opinion, Rabbi Shmuel's definitely cool with less knowledge. Rabbi Kiva requires more knowledge. Now this is going to be a, uh, a reference to something we're going to have in Bab Metziah and Elam Metziah, which anyone 
from when you were a kid. Remember, Adam There's a sheet of Rav Yitzchak, and that is people always check their wallets. They always count their bills. Now, the reason why that was significant in Bab Metziah is therefore it's not Yishaloi Midas. It's Yish Midas because they always check their wallets. Therefore, if you find money, this is the halacha, by the way, we paskin, if you find money in a public area without a simon, you find money on the street, you can keep it. Why? Maybe the owner doesn't know about it, he's not miyayish yet, and that's called yish lamidas, which is machayi gizabai The answer is no. Adam, osam, People always check their wallet. And therefore, if there's money on the floor, they know about it, and it's gone. Okay. And by the way, the price can discuss nowadays that there's paper bills. Does it still apply? Back then, they used to have coins. They would just like jingle their pockets, and they'd be like, okay, fine. But nowadays, that there's paper bills, which... It's no, it doesn't work like that. It's a shayla in the modern day place whether it still applies. Okay, the concept is people always check. Think about it. You have Machlegas, Rabbi Shmuel, and Rabbi Kiva. According to Rabbi Shmuel, you steal money, you put it back, you don't need so much knowledge. According to Rabbi Kiva, you need knowledge. Now, think about once I told you Rabbi Yitzchak holds, everyone always checks, which means everybody's counting. So, what's the Machlegas about? Is counting enough? Everyone's counting. They both agree that you're counting. The guy in the end of the day will count his bills and he'll see that his money's back. So what's Machlaikes? Rav Akiva holds, counting is not enough. You need Das, like Rav. And Rav Shmo holds, counting is enough. Okay, so that's, that's the Machlaikes by money because money, they're always counting. So I know they're counting. The question is, is counting enough? The Gemara says, uh, We assume that everyone holds like Rav Yitzchak. That means that everyone's, he's going to count the money. So, my love, so what's the machloikis about? The machloikis is, if you steal something, midas, meaning the case is not where you're a pickpocket, you took the money. He, knew, he noticed the money was gone. So it's not like he didn't notice. He noticed the money was gone, and the machloikis is, is counting enough. There's got to be counting. Machloikis is where the counting is enough. That's the machloikis by money. What's the machloikis by a sheep? People don't count their sheep. So what's the machloikis by sheep? Huh? No, but it's, there's no assumption that they automatically count their sheep. It could be common, but it's not Adam, Oslo, Mishra, Mishra. So what's the Machlegas by sheep? So the Gemara says, You know what the Machlegas by sheep is? The case by sheep is where you stole without his knowledge, and you put it back without his knowledge, and he didn't count. The Machlegas is, does he have to count? If you remember, Rav Yechanan holds that if you steal something in the middle of the night, you don't even have to tell him. He doesn't even have to count. Yotza. That's Rav Yishmol. Rav Akiva, who says, no, he has to at least count, and you actually got to tell him that's Rav Chizda, because remember, Rav Chizda held that if you steal something in the middle of the night, you got to knock on the door and tell him why. Because that animal has now seen daylight. So the Machlekes, Rav Yishmael, Rav Akiva, it by, by money is the Machlekes, the first one, by counting is enough. And by sheep, if they have a second argument, is whether it's Shaloy Ladas, and the Machlekes is, do, they, do you have to tell them or not? So, and, and what penalty would there be? Well, no, it's just it wouldn't be considered returned until if anything were to happen to it, you would have to then replace it. The Gemara has one more possibility by the sheep. It could be that the Machlegas by sheep is not related to this at all. It could be everyone agrees to Rav Chizda that if you steal something without their knowledge, you've got to knock on the door. So what's the Machlegas of Rav Akiva? Rav Akiva is like this. Everyone agrees that if Sigmar is saying with sheep, if I break into your house in the middle of the night and I steal the sheep, I put it back, everyone agrees I got to knock on the door. So what's the Machlegas of Rav Akiva? The case is not a Ganav, the case is a Shomer. That's what you were talking about. What if the Shomer took it? Meaning, I'm your Shomer. 
And middle of the night, I take the sheep out, and I'm like, I'm going to keep it. And then I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Let me put it back. The question is, am I yotze by putting it back? Meaning, am I still the shomer even after attempted theft? If I'm still the shomer, then I don't have to knock on your door. I'm the shomer. I, I told myself. But if you hold the shmira is over the second you attempt to theft, thief, attempted theft, the, the shmira ends, I got to knock on your door. So it's a side machlaikis about whether an attempted theft by a shomer ends the shmira. But, before, right? uh, we have had so the much. Yeah, that's is relying on whether the owner. Correct, but we had we had it as a possibility of whether that whether a person wants the, him to continue the shmira. Um, okay, one more thing until the mishnah, and then the mishnah is very easy. One more point. Lema minion poiter tanahi. I think there's a machlekes tanaim again whether re- having him count is enough consider is considered a hashava. Again, th- th- we've had that machlekes throughout over this past Ahmed, that if I steal something from you, and I'm not going to tell you about it, but you're going to count it in the morning, whether that's considered a proper returning. How so? I steal money from you, and then I put it back into your wallet without you knowing. What's the machlegas? It's machlegas whether it's okay. Now think about it. Think about it. We assume, we assume that which means that you're going to count your money at the end of the day, and you're going to see that it's back. So what's the Machlechus about? Is counting enough? So the Gemara says, We assume that everyone has, again, I steal money from you, and I put it back into your wallet without telling you. So Machlechus, whether, whether I did a returning, Hashava. What's the Machlechus? Well, everyone assume, we assume that everyone agrees, like that you're going to count at the end of the day, and you're going to see your money's back. So what's the machlekes? The Gemara says, "My The machlekes is whether you counting is considered enough. The Gemara says, "No." You know what the machlekes is? The machlekes is goof in Rav Do you believe in Rav Meaning, if you talk accounted at the end of the day, you're definitely yotze. The machlekes is: Are people accustomed to counting their money? This concept of Yitzchak that we just have a given, it's taka machlaikas. The Gemara says, Loi, Savri, if you hold like Yitzchak that people check their money at the end of the day or all the time, everyone would agree that you're Yitzchak. The machlaikas is goofa whether you agree or Yitzchak svara. That's option number one. Or option number two, I, I, I'll be honest, I find this confusing, but everyone agrees like Yitzchak that people count their money all the time. So what's the machlaikas? Veloi kasha, meaning, Everyone agrees that they count their money all the time. They only count their money in their wallet. They don't count their money in their hand. So the case is, everyone agrees that if you count it, it's enough. And everyone agrees they count their wallet. So what's the machlegas about? What, if, what's the machlegas about? The machlegas is, the machlegas is, if, you, if I give the money, where did I give the money? If I put the money in your wallet, it's fine, because you're going to count it. The case is, I put your money, one Bryce that says, no good, I put money in your hand. You don't count it when it's in your hand, you just put it into your jar at home. I don't know why the people would count it less if it's in their hand than in their wallet, but that's, that's what they used to do. Or the last one I think is the most obvious, which is, You know the answer is? Everyone agrees that people count their money. Everyone agrees that counting is enough. Here's the problem. So one price is good, makes sense, because you can account it. The other price is no good, is where you have other money in your wallet. You won't know. Like, if you have an empty wallet, 
you had six dollars and now your wallet's empty and then your wallet's still empty and I put your money back, you'll count that your money's back. The case is a day later when you put your money in, you had already had $33 now. So yeah, you're gonna count up your money, but you're not gonna be able to figure out, you understand what I'm saying? You're not gonna be able to tell whether the stolen money is returned. You just count your money, but you, your other money in the wallet now, so you won't be able to figure it out. Okay, let's just finish up. This Mishnah until the end of the Amid is dealing with the following premise, and that is, um, you cannot buy stuff from thing from people that is probably stolen. Okay, so the mission says like this: In you can't part purchase from shepherds wool, milk, or young uh, goats because most of them were stolen. Okay, and you can't buy from fruit watchmen, the people that were in charge of watching the orchards. You can't buy fruit or wood from them because they were mostly stolen. You're allowed to buy from the average woman woolen garments in the areas of Israel called Yehuda. And you could buy Pishon in Galil. And calves in the Sharon. Meaning, what is the Chiddush is that we don't say that the... Think about it. Why are you allowed to buy from a woman anything? Too many stuff I get now. It's being recorded. Why are you, buying, why are you allowed to? So what's the concern? The concern is... Um, the, like if you stop right there, it sounds really bad. Why? Why? Why would we about to buy from women? The problem is everything should be stolen. If you think about it, because if it really belongs to their husband, if they don't have permission to sell it, if they're just pawning their jewelry without their husband's husband's knowledge, that's considered theft. So the answer is these items in these areas. That's it was common, and the husband was cool with it. Okay. But if any woman sells you something and says, "Do me a favor." Don't, don't show anybody that you bought it from me. Don't tell anyone you bought it from me. Then you're not allowed to because that is a clear sign that they're doing it without their husband's knowledge or consent and that's considered theft. You could buy eggs and chickens anywhere. Eggs and chickens were so cheap, it was not worth the risk of stealing it. It wasn't worth the risk. So eggs and chicken, it, it wasn't kadai. You're going to make a dollar. No one would steal it because it just wasn't, it wasn't worth the risk of being thrown in jail. Okay, Tanur Rabban of the Brisa says, "Ain loichem min haroyim." You can't buy from shepherds like izim, like gedim, goats or young goats, like gizin, uh, fleeces, like tlushin shaltzemer, or any pieces of wool because they were all stolen. Avaloichem min tfurim. You could buy sewn garments. Why? Because even if they're stolen, they turned it into a garment, and they're kaina with shinoi ma'isa. So even if it's taka stolen, it's theirs now. Okay. You could buy cheese or milk if it's in the desert because most animals that are in the desert don't belong to people, so it's not stolen. But you cannot buy cheese or milk from these shepherds in the city areas because they probably got it from the animals that are in the city, which was which are not theirs, so it's considered stolen. You could buy four or five sheep at once because they would not risk stealing four or five sheep and selling it. That's too much. You could buy four or five fleeces at once. But you can't buy two. Now, obvious question. I could buy four or five, but I can't buy two. Well, what about three? I could buy four or five, which implies everything less than four or five. No good. But then it says I could buy two. I, I, could, buy two. I, could, I could buy four or five, but not two. So what about three? No. So no one buys three. So the Gemara says, okay, Rabbi Yehuda has a different sheet that he says, you could buy domestic sheep because they would not, um, domestic sheep, you're, you, the owner of the sheep, are always checking. You'll make sure that it's not stolen. But, you can't buy range sheep 
range sheep are that the owner lets them go to the range, people would steal that without the owner's knowledge. Okay, by the way, we're going to have to figure out, according to Rabbi Yehuda, we'll finish up in like two minutes, when Rabbi Yehuda says, so the first opinion is that you could buy four or five at a time, not two, and then Rabbi Yehuda says, you could buy domestic, you could buy domestic not long-range sheep. Is he, with the numbers, is he saying, four or five, I only permit with long-range, or he's saying, no, even two that you're assering is mutter with, with long-range. Is he being more lenient or more machmer? Okay, let's finish up. What's the rule? If you're buying something that the owner would notice if it was stolen, then you're allowed to buy because they would not steal it because they'd be caught. But if it's something that the owner will not notice if it's taken away, small trinkets, you can't buy it because they're probably stolen. The question is like this. You could buy four or five. If you could buy four, you definitely could buy five. It says you could buy four or five. What do you mean four or five? If you could buy four, you could definitely buy five. So the Gemara says, You know what four or five means? It doesn't mean four or five. It means four-fifths. You could buy four-fifths of his flock because he would, he would not risk that much stolen property. He would not have a flock that's four-fifths stolen. It, it's, too, it's, too, um, it's too ridiculous. It, it, he'll get caught. And some say some say you could buy four sheep from a small flock or five sheep from a large flock because that ratio uh, he would not have stolen property. The Gemara has one more question. You said you could buy four or five. Question, could you buy three? Because it says you could buy four or five, which implies three is no good. But then it says you can't buy two, which implies three is good. So could you buy three or not? So like Kasha, Habibriyasa, Habakishyasa. The answer is it depends. Three depends. Healthy sheep, you're allowed to buy three, because I, as the owner of the sheep, would not let three healthy sheep get out of my way. If, I, if they were stolen, I'd know about it. Habakishyasa, weak sheep and frail sheep. Three is a problem because you could steal three without me noticing because I don't really care about them so much. Let's keep going. Let's finish up. Again, the first opinion says you could buy four or five. Four, yes. Two, no. That was the first opinion. Comes Rav Yehuda and he says it depends. Domestic, no good. Uh, domestic, good. Long range, no good. So the question is, Rav Yehuda, is Rav Yehuda being more lenient or more strict? What do I mean? Maybe he's being more strict. The Tanakhama permits four or five. To that, Rav Yehuda says, To that, Rav Yehuda is being strict. He's saying that four or five only applies to domestic, not long-range sheep. So you're permitting, the Tanakhama permits all four or five of all types of sheep, long-range domestic. Rav Yehuda is saying, no, I'm only cool with domestic, not long range. He's being strict. Perhaps he's being more lenient. Perhaps he's being lenient, meaning the Tanakama asers two types of sheep. Any type of sheep you can't buy two of from shepherds. To that, Ravida says, no, I think if it's domestic, it's fine. So is he being more lenient or more strict? Says the Gemara. Ravida says you could buy domestic sheep and not long range sheep. And in any place you could buy four or five sheep, that implies the fact that he says meaning you could always buy four or five sheep, all types, domestic, long range. He is being lenient and he's saying when you oster two, that's only true with long range, but domestic sheep are going to be okay. We'll stop there.